Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dream Leapers Inspiration. I'm your host, Harriet Cole. So very happy to be with you today. How are you doing? How was your weekend? How are you feeling? You know how people ask you that? How are you doing when, when you see them walking down the street, when you speak to them on the phone? What do you usually say? How do you usually answer the question, how are you doing? I'm curious to know because very often, you know, the American way is to say, oh, I'm just fine. I'm doing fine. So I would ask you, are you doing fine? How are you doing? How are you feeling? How are you? If you take the temperature of yourself right now, what would you say? What would you say about you, how you are doing? I ask that question because the year has begun and we have, so many of us have gotten off. It's almost like a race. You know, the the uh, ball dropped. It's almost like that that the the gun for the um, for a marathon got shot, and we are off to the races, running, 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 running. Is that you? If you tell the truth about yourself, is that you? Have you been running, running, running for the few days that have existed in this new year so far? I want to say to you that I think I have been. And one day, just a couple of days ago, I was doing absolutely great. And then I woke up and didn't feel well. I was like, ooh, that feeling says stop. And I said, oh, well, I have all these things to do. What do I do when I have the feeling in my body that says stop and I have a list of things to do? Well, if we all took a quiz and answered that, probably many of us would say, well, we'll stop later. That's exactly what I did. I fulfilled all of the requirements of the day and then stopped. I will also acknowledge that I moved more slowly because that was what my body required. But I didn't stop in the moment because so often we don't even believe that we can. We've created a list of things that we've got to do no matter what, the schedule is built. And what do you do if something jumps into that schedule and says, no, you have to do this instead? Well, let's look at that one. If the something else that had to be done was for someone else, the response that I might have, and I'm gonna venture to say it might be true for you too, might be different. For example, if, for me, if in the middle of my schedule something came up and it required me to pay attention to my daughter, no matter what I might have to do, I would screech on the brakes. If it were an emergency, screech on the brakes, pivot and handle whatever it is that had to do with her. If it had to do with my mother, who is 93 years old, I talk about her all the time, I would screech on the brakes and then coordinate with my sisters to figure out what we might have to do for her. Now, in this case, it was myself. Did I screech on the brakes? No. Did I slow down? Yes. I slowed down and the moment that I could step off the rigorous schedule that I created, I did. And that was beneficial. I 
canceled everything I could cancel and then tended to myself. So I want to tell you, because I love to tell the truth here as clearly as bully as possible. A few years ago, I probably wouldn't have done that. A few years ago, I would have said, well, it's not that bad. Just keep moving and you'll be okay. And it wasn't that bad, but my body was saying stop and rest. So I spent the weekend resting. That is not what I normally do. What I normally do is get busy fast, do all the things I have to do, work on checking off that list, you know, working, working, working as much as I can to get things done. And tending to me often later, even though I'm the one telling you tend to yourself. But, you know, it's not always the easiest thing to put into practice. And so this time, that's what I chose to do. I chose to take the time to tend to me after slowing down during the first day when I felt like I needed to. And as I was thinking about this and thinking about the choices that we make when we are facing an obstacle, whatever that obstacle might be, it had me turn to the thought about pacing. How do you pace yourself? Is this something you think about? You know, How do you pace yourself during the day, during the month, during the year? How do you pace yourself? So many people in the month of January do something that's not even so much recommended now because it kind of sets you up for what could be called failure, making a New Year's resolution. So I'm not talking about that so much, but what goals have you created for yourself? We talk about goals and objectives. What goals and objectives have you created for yourself and how do you intend to accomplish them? And in the space of dream leapers, we know, yes, it's super important to create the big dream. If you don't give yourself the opportunity to dream big, to imagine what is the most incredible thing that you can manifest for your life and for your world, then it's not going to happen. You know, if you dream small, then that's fine. But what you will manifest will be small, usually smaller than whatever you dream, because the dream is the big thing. You know, wow, I want to do that. And then after that big dream, and you create the steps to get to manifestation of the big dream, you don't always get to the tippy top of the big dream, but you get far if you work at it. So how do you create a pace in order to manifest the big dream or whatever you can get closest to? What is the rhythm that you create for yourself so that you are able to accomplish what your heart tells you that you're meant to do, what your spirit is driving you to do, what keeps you up at night. Yeah, I've got to do that thing. How do you create the pace for that? And this is a question that's important when we think about ourselves in the world with other people. So if you are in a career that usually, whatever you're doing, involves other people, other people are in your life. How do you create a pace for yourself when there's also a pace in your industry or at your company? How do you 
work to do your very best in alignment with whatever is required by your company, uh, by the industry, by whatever the field is that you're in, without putting yourself simply in competition with everyone. How does that work? How does that work for you? I want you to think about it because very often what we do is compare ourselves to others. Well, if I could only get to where so-and-so is, then I'm going to be successful. You know, it, it could be getting to a particular role. And that's okay because you know if, if there are, are hurdles that you must uh, uh, climb over, jump over, whatever it might be, and they are there, and that's part of what your your work process is, your, the trajectory is, that's good. But if it's a person, well, I want to be like that person. You know, I want to, I want to, um, I want to be, when I get to the point of being like my colleague over there, then I'm going to be successful. That is a recipe for disaster because you're comparing yourself to someone else. You can look at the goals. How do you reach the goals? You can consider it friendly competition if there's someone in your job or in your industry who's on a course similar to yours and you're, you know, it keeps the fire under your feet. But if you really and truly just keep comparing yourself to another person, it's going to hold you back because you're not working on yourself for yourself. Does that make sense to you? Keeping your own pace in alignment with whatever the pace is for your goal is the way you're going to get to where you need to be. Now, does that make sense to you? I want you to think about it because so often we put ourselves in competition with others and it can be fierce. Like you can feel like you dislike someone strongly. You could even hate someone because that person's standing in your way. If, if only that person wasn't there, I would be able to reach my goal. Have you ever felt that? If only this obstacle weren't there, I would be able to reach my goal. It's someone, something else's fault other than your own that you haven't gotten to where you want to be. That is dangerous thinking. Setting goals for yourself, monitoring those goals, creating timelines for yourself that work in alignment with who you are, what you value and what you're capable of doing, that is reasonable and works. Setting goals for yourself based upon someone else's timeline, based upon someone else's life, is a recipe for disaster. You don't know what that other person's life is like. Not really. You don't know the ins and outs of what that person is going through in order to get to wherever he or she is today. And if you take distract yourself by focusing on someone else, you very well may miss your goal because you're not noticing the subtle nuances that go into figuring out how you can overcome that hurt, right? So imagine I'm not a runner at all, but I watch some track and field. And you know how somebody has a longer stride. 
and you don't, what do you do? Do you build up more momentum? What do you do if your legs aren't as long as another runner? You have to figure out another way to beat someone else's pace. If you don't have certain advantages, then that other person may have, right? It doesn't mean that you say, oh, it's never going to happen for me. My legs aren't as long as that person's. It's never going to happen for me. I have less time to practice because I have a family. It's never going to work because you could go through a list of why it's never going to work. Or you can decide based upon your life, your needs, your goals, your opportunities, you are going to follow your pace in alignment with whatever the needs are for your goal and see how you get there. Does that make sense to you? It's it's an interesting thing. You know, people talk about, you know, following your own drumbeat. And usually when they say that, they're talking about the person who's wildly independent, who is unable to fit into any particular mold. It's usually like the offbeat person, the musician, the artist, the creative. It's not usually the person working in a defined business structure. But I want to say it could be the walking to your own drumbeat does not necessarily mean that you can't fit into an environment that has structure. And I think that's important for us to think about because many people who are part of my community do work in corporate America in for other people are not just independent uh, creatives, although many of us are that as well. So if you work somewhere else and you have a pace for your job, your work, whatever it might be, but also you feel like you have your own heartbeat and way of being and way of working and you're trying to figure out how to mix that into this other beat, I'm going to say it's possible, especially today. In the land of diversity, equity, and inclusion, which we are living in right now, where corporations in particular are charged with figuring out how to welcome everyone into the fold, how to honor the ways that other people live and are and what they value and what their cultures are. While you're probably not going to find a boss who says, well, you could do whatever you want. You may find yourself in an environment where if you are able to put together a pacing plan for yourself that is beneficial to your company, you might be able to have both things, work for someone else, if that's your, where you are right now, be productive, and stick to your own drum. Imagine if that were all true. It's possible, not in every environment, but in many environments. Because what's happening right now in the workplace, many of you all know this, high levels of attrition. Many, many, many people who are leaving their jobs because it doesn't work for them anymore. You know, two years of being at home 
being uh, in COVID, uh, well, being in quarantine because of COVID, having to work with through a screen like we are right now, and figuring out a different pace for work, for life, for everything, because we were isolated and connected digitally, that changed so many things for people. And on the one hand, it created an opportunity for people to figure out a new pacing because they were working differently. So a lot happened there. You probably remember for some people, it meant they never stopped working. The boundaries of when does the workday begin, when does the workday end, were blurred, and people just worked all the time. For, for Especially those who still had a job because so many jobs were lost. Then there was how the people who, oh my goodness, how do I manage my family for, for people, especially those with young children? It was really challenging. Pacing became this juggling game because you're on your screen like this now, you're doing your work, and there's a little one next to you. You have to figure out how your children can have school using these screens. There were so many things. Do you remember? It wasn't that long ago, but sometimes we forget. We had to figure out innovative ways to live and grow, to do, to fulfill whatever our responsibilities were in unknown territory. Our, everyone's pace fell off and we kind of had to figure out what do we do moving forward? How do we get into a rhythm that works for us and works for our families, works for our jobs? And now it's changed again. Most people are working in a hybrid environment where pacing becomes a huge question. That's why I wanted to talk about this today because we are still in new territory. If you look at uh, all the studies that are coming out right now and all of the polls that have been taken with different companies, you'll see most businesses are hybrid, meaning some people work from home at least some of the time. Some people work from the office at least some of the time. Generally speaking, they're not working in the office 40 hours a week anymore. So the pacing is different. How you spend your time, where you spend your time, the frequency and style of meetings, all kinds of things have changed. And they're still in flux. So how do you find your pace in the midst of change? This is an interesting challenge that many of us have not figured out. Yet, it's essential to figure out some kind of pacing that works for you so that you can be productive, so you can be healthy, so you can find a balance, you can determine how you do whatever your work is successfully, and you take time for yourself. Challenging, right? absolutely challenging and doable. And it it has a lot to do with first, recognizing what works for you. And second, recognizing what is required and what is hopefully working for your company, 
it, it, it's a balance. Can't just be what you want. You have to pay attention to where you are, where your responsibilities lie. But it, it's it really to start with you. So I found, as I was looking for quotes, I found one I want to share with you. And this one, I think we've addressed this a bit, but let me, let me I want to go into this more because it's really about you first. So it says, if a man does not keep pace with his companions, perhaps it is because he hears a different drummer. Let him step to the music which he hears, however measured or far away. This is from Henry David Thoreau. I love him as a philosopher. You know, he stepped off of the treadmill of life, so to speak, and went to a place called Walden Pond, and he wrote a book called On Walden Pond. And so he took time away to figure out what was important to him. He stepped off of his day-to-day, which is sometimes important for people to do. But let me read this to you again. If a man does not keep pace with his companions, perhaps it is because he hears a different drummer. Let him step to the music which he hears, however measured or far away. That's sort of a part one of this thing that I'm talking about now. First, you have to figure out who are you, what's your pace, what matters to you. That's first. So that's like what Thoreau did. He stepped off. And this is kind of what this is saying. If you're going to figure out what you're hearing, what your pace should be, sometimes it requires you to step off. So here's the quote again. If a man does not keep pace with his companions, perhaps it is because he hears a different drummer. Let him step to the music which he hears, however measured or far away. All right, let, let's look at that. That is step one. That is you pausing. That is you pausing and listening. Pausing, listening, and meditating. What does your heart tell you you're supposed to be doing? Like I said earlier, stop comparing yourself to other people. Compare yourself to yourself. Figure out what are you supposed to be doing? Are you doing what your heart wants you to do? What your life tells you to do? And how can you get in alignment with that? He says, if you are, if you are hearing a different drummer, listen. I 100% agree with that. And what do you do if you're listening to that drummer and it's telling you mm, what you're doing doesn't make sense? What you're doing needs to shift. He says, let him step to the music which he hears, however measured or far away. In order to hear that music, you have to be quiet. You have to listen. Listen closely to that inner voice. What is the voice saying to you? I highly recommend that you read on Walden Pond. It is a wonderful meditation that will guide you to a quiet place where you can assess and reassess. Where am I? Where am I headed? What is my pace? Does it work for me? The pace that I did have, is it good for me today? 
I also, like I was saying, you know, for me this past weekend, I had to slow my pace so that I could heal myself. Do you ever find that you're like the, the, the music slows down? You need to go a little slower. You need to pause. There's a pause in the music and you need to just be still. What happens for you? Do you ever listen closely enough to hear? So it's an interesting thing. You know, Thoreau is saying, listen to your drummer. Listen to the music, even if it seems far away. The only way to hear that is to be quiet. What I do is meditate so that I can hear. Once you hear it and you take it in and you you recognize that it's a message for you, then you decide what you're going to do with it. Sometimes what you're going to do with it can be extracurricular, can be a hobby, can be something additional to your life that is going to add tremendous benefit to your life. That's awesome. Sometimes it is going to be a sea change. You may realize, ooh, I no longer can afford to do whatever it is I'm doing eight to 10 hours a day, meaning your work, whatever it might be. Sometimes that music inside, that voice inside says to you, "Uh uh-uh, time to pivot. And if so, I recommend that you make a conscious pivot that that pivot helps you to turn in the direction of your heart and soul. Not an erratic pivot, a conscious pivot that you have thought about, you've planned, and then you take conscious steps forward. But notice, I said two different things. Sometimes it could be extracurricular. Like I know people who have chosen to take up crafts, to take up hobbies. And we used to do that. I used to do that so much when I was young. So many people learn in school as a young child how to do lots of things with your hands, to be super creative. And for many of us, we sort of forget when we get older and we're busy and don't think that there's time to to work on whatever those crafts may have been. Maybe the pivot in pacing for you, the slowdown, maybe it's it's extracurricular, maybe it's a hobby. Maybe it's joining an art club, joining a film club, joining a horticultural club. I don't know. What is interesting to you that helps to create a different kind of pace in your life? For some, for some, it's a huge change. For some, it's, there's this voice that says, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be doing something else. An example, my niece went to college for communications, worked in communications. She's still new in her career too, but her heart and soul have been telling her for years that she wanted to work in the beauty industry. And after completing her education and you know, trying on the career that she had put herself in, She said, "Uh, I really want to work in beauty. And so she went back to school, got an esthetician's license, license, and is working in beauty and is happy. 
and is working at her own pace and by the way making more money than she would have been making than she was making in the field that she went to college for was that difficult for her sure she had gone to four years of college got her degree was working in her field but it wasn't quite right for her at any point in your life she's young in her 20s Whatever your stage of life is, it is not too late to assess and then reassess where you are. What is that inner voice telling you you're supposed to do? And then making the pivot, if that's what it calls for, to do it. So in order to figure it out, you have to be still. This is always true. This is a theme for dream leapers. In order to get a clear sense of where you want to direct your steps, you have to listen to the voice inside. You need to pause, whatever it takes to get you to pause. Slow down, step off that wheel, like Thoreau is saying. Listen to your own voice, follow your own pace, follow your own rhythm. Pay attention to what the voice inside tells you. And for those of you who go, what voice inside, what do you mean? Literally, I hear voices sometimes. And I am not, um, you know, science fiction girl, none of that. But when I am quiet, when I meditate, I sometimes do hear a voice that tells me, that gives me direction. I sometimes see images I sometimes have flashes of words and phrases. I sometimes see people's faces. For real, I'm not exaggerating. This sometimes happens for me. And so I want to say that when you are quiet and listen, you ask yourself, what's the lesson for me? And however it comes, it may just be a stirring, you know, you think of something. Whatever you think of, write it down. Whatever comes into your awareness, write it down when you finish your meditation. And then look at it. What is it telling you? What is that voice telling you? It may be telling you it's time to make a change. It may be telling you you need to disrupt your schedule. It could be telling you, like for me, take more time to be still. Take more time to rest. That's what it told me this past week. It may be telling you, like my niece, time for a career pivot. It may be telling you, pick up a hobby. Whatever it's telling you, listen. Your pace is what's going to fortify you, make you strong, and help you to guide your steps for whatever your dreams are for your life. And you know, one of the things that I wanted to make sure I said today is as you build your dreams, it doesn't always mean that you walk away from everything. Not at all. Many people's dreams find their way to reality in other moments, in their creative time, in their off work time, in their family time. Don't feel like you have to give up everything about your life in order to fulfill your dreams. You do not. 
Whatever your dreams are, pay attention to them. Let them guide you. Listen to them. Figure out the pace of them. And then go for it. You're worth it. But figuring out your pace and the pace of your dreams is going to help you manifest them. It is worth it. You are worth it. So don't give up on yourself. Go for it. So good to be with you all. Thank you for being with me today. Until next time, have a great day and make it count. Namaste. Thank you.